With the NHL expected to make its return to play in July, we have all been wondering what's going on with the Washington Capitals and what this new NHL season will look like. I'm Courtney Lachlan, and joining me today to give us some insights is a very special guest, head coach of the Washington Capitals, Todd Reardon. Hey, Todd, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? Yeah, it's 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 going all right, Courtney. Thanks for having me on today. Obviously, uh, any chance to talk hockey during this pause, uh, I'm not going to miss that opportunity. So thanks for having me on today. Before we get into kind of the nitty gritty of the hockey talk and the Caps talk, can you give us a little insight on what you've been up to these last couple months during quarantine? I think I've uh, uh, definitely been a lot better husband and a lot better dad <laughs> than I have been for, for many years. Um, being able to spend time um, with both my wife, Shelby, and my son, Travis, uh, it, you know, it's allowed us to connect in a lot of different ways. And, um, you know, we're closer than we've ever been. So uh, I think that's the thing that I've taken advantage of most. And especially just making sure and being aware of Travis's uh, health issues that, um, you know, we, we spend a lot of time at home. Um, it's been, it's been really fun to, to spend that time. And I, I can't remember the last time I spent uh, um, 90 days under the same roof. It's been, uh, again, a, a really good time for, for our family and a chance for me to, to also get some time away to, to be involved in some Zoom calls and with businessmen that have had success in different fields, I, I always like looking to them for leadership guidance. And then um, obviously hockey, lots of hockey Zoom calls as well. So in, in contact with our players, but uh, I'm excited to get going. So thanks again for having me on. So hockey talk now, Todd. We always say that the coach's job is never done, right? When you're always trying to better your way as a coach, what have you and your coaching staff been doing during this time to prepare for what this new NHL season is going to be like? I think probably the, the statement that um, has probably resonated most and has been the key statement that I've said and actually uh, right from day one is that when we do get back to playing again, we've got to expect the unexpected. Okay, right now it's, it's not going to be, we usually have our routine, we have our set, set schedules, we're very detailed, organized people that um, don't like to have a, a lot of stuff messed with going into scheduling. Um, obviously, there's lots of stuff moving parts during a game, and that's what uh, well, we're trained to do is make those adjustments when, when that happens in-game. But I think the thing is, is we have to be able to, to realize that we have to be on our toes here. We have to be prepared for a number of different scenarios that could come our way. Um, and that, you know, starts right from this phase two that we're going through right now, where originally they had um, told us it was going to be a situation where no no coaches, um, no assistant coaches, no goalie coaches, strength coaches, none of it could be on the ice with the players. And then, um, you know, they just uh, uh, loosened that strategy up a little bit. And now we're able to have Blaine Forsyth going on the ice and as well as Scott Murray as well. So um, our goalie coach working with Braden Holpe. So we're, we're fortunate to have those guys in uh, back in the DC area and being able to get on the ice and work with our players. And, um, but that's an example of, um, you know, I'd say not even a week ago, we, we didn't expect that to be able to be allowed. So uh, we're, we're on our toes with that and, and making sure that, uh, again, um, you know, that we're, we're ready for whatever comes our way. And um, I, I think, you know, we'll see that as our, our rest of our staff comes back here as we get ready for that July 10th date. And I think that's probably the thing we focused on most is what is it going to look like? What are you hearing? Are you hearing any through everyone's own network? Are you hearing how training camp's going to look and how many players can we have? And what's the testing going to be like? You know, can we still test them 
you know, like I always like to do a skate test with our players. So can mm -hmm. we use that or not come training camp? And <laughs> there's still some of those things that you have yet to be defined. So um, we're still waiting, but uh, we're, we're very prepared for whatever comes our way. And, um, you know, everyone is, uh, you know, kind of taking um, some time to really dive into their areas. Obviously, Scott Ernie working with our penalty kill and, and, you know, our forward group has been able to look at different things from that standpoint uh, and different ways that we can continue to get better. Our power, our penalty kill is much improved this year. Um, you know, our power play and, and our centerman as uh, Blaine Forsyth, um, you know, his responsibilities and for him to continue to find ways to, to get our power play back to where it was um, maybe in the beginning parts of the year, um, looking at some different concepts that way and then continuing to work with our centermen on, you know, different intricacies of winning faceoffs, and and obviously we have a really skilled group there with, uh, you know, Nick Backstrom and Evgeny Kuznetsov, Lars Eller, and, and Nick Dowd. So uh, it'll be beneficial for Blaine Forsythe to be working with Evgeny Kuznetsov um, here starting on Thursday, and and also Lars Eller in a small group session. So um, you know those have been their responsibilities. Reed Cashman continues to work with our defensemen, um, continues to to find out which pairs, you know, work the best, different strategies we can do to continue to improve in that area as we know that our team defense and, and our defensive core there has got to continue to, to get better as we, uh, once we do drop the puck here again. So it's going to be a big part of our success. And Scott Murray, uh, looking at our goaltenders and, you know, maybe where Samsonoff has had a little bit of a drop in, in some of his numbers, um, you know, at the, right before the pause. And then in the, in the same respect, Braden Holpe had a, a surge positively. So uh, continuing to stay on top of those, uh, um, those issues and making sure we have constant contact with our players, whether it's, mm. whether it's a Zoom call, it's an <laughs> uh, email, it's a text. You know, we're all trying to hit these guys up different ways and yet still allow them to, to be the dads uh, and, and husbands and, and uh, boyfriends that they, that they uh, can be that they normally don't have as much time for during the season. So it's been a, it's been a little bit of a, uh, interesting process to go through. I'm just excited as we get closer here to, to July 10th to get back to doing what I love doing, and that's coaching hockey. When you talk about those small practices, is it kind of like the old school college captain's practices? Yeah, so it's a, it's a really good comparison. Um, you know, I'd compare it to a captain's practice. I'd compare it to, um, you know, August as they're getting ready for camp um, in a normal year. Um, so right now they're this, the last, uh, you know, since last Thursday, they've been on the ice on their own and we couldn't have any coach with them. So, um, yes, they have plenty of drills that they can look at and mm -hmm. they, they will be, uh, our strength and conditioning coach that has all those for them if they need them. But, uh, this again is a volunteer, uh, volunteer, voluntary, uh, choice to be out there. Um, so, uh, they when whatever they need, we're, we're trying to provide them with it. Um, like I said, I'm just excited. It was, that was what I was planning on was a lot of like captain's practices where we weren't able as coaches to get on the ice with them. Um, obviously, um, the NHL has loosened those restrictions. So it's going to only have been a full week with them. But you know what, I've been, I talked to every one of those players right before they went on the ice last week. I've talked to them right after they got off the ice on, and, and it's all by phone. I can't go to the rink and right. I'm not allowed to be there right now. So for me, it's a con conversation but uh, right after with text and how did it go and how did the testing go and how did the you know the, the new uh the new nhl and small group phase two stuff how's it working out so um I, you know that's kind of my style of with these guys is to be i'm used to being in touch with them every day and 
I'm just excited as we get closer here to, to July 10th to get back to doing what I love doing, and that's coaching hockey. If and when you do get through that training camp, you will have a couple exhibition games. And then around Robin, there's the four heavyweights in the Eastern Conference. Do you like that idea of playing that round Robin to get the team prepared for, I guess, the first official round of playoffs? Yeah, one of the things that, um, you know, I know I was involved in some some conversations and, you know, just with our, our management team and different people in the NHL and, you know, just making sure of what do you think it would look you know, be the fairest situation for everybody. So, um, you know, one of the concerns of being one of the top teams and not having to go through um, that playoff, um, you know, like playing round is the the lack of competitive hockey. Um, So they wanted to find a way that that round, you know, somehow we could play one another and it could be, um, you know, have something at stake. And, you know, certainly it, it does. It already has a different look to it than it did in the past normally. The winners of each division, you know, are the one and two seeds, no matter what, Um, you know, now they've just looked at the whole conference. So right now we're sitting at the third seed with, uh, you know, Philadelphia behind us. And, you know, we have a chance now to to move up and, and, uh, you know, kind of control our own um, destiny. And, you know, then there's the, you know, balancing act of making sure that you you get both goalies, uh, the proper starts, you get your players prepared. Maybe a player gets, you know, uh, you know, banged up early in camp and, you know, the fact that they haven't been on the ice for, you know, many of them for quite some time is maybe the longest break they've ever had off the ice. So, um, you know, you've got to be real careful in terms of that. And there's lots of factors in play and that's what's made it uh, a real challenging situation, but it's, it's, it's been fun from that respect that um, it's something different. We get so programmed in our ways and um, sometimes, uh, you know, uh, some, you know, you get locked into some thoughts that maybe don't work. And now this is a, a open slate and no one's ever gone through this before. That's for sure. So, uh, you know, we'll play it, like I said, uh, step by step here. And we're prepared for whatever comes our way in terms of giving our players the best chance to have success. But the format, you know, I mean, I'm happy with it. Um, you know, and, and this gives us a chance to play three meaningful games against really good teams, obviously the best in the Eastern Conference. And and then, um, you know, a couple exhibition games initially and then get into that uh, seven seven game series, which I'm glad they decided on. So um, it, it should make for some very intriguing, exciting hockey action. And, um, you know, I'm just excited to, to get back on the ice. If we're getting back on the ice, that means our world is headed right. to a better place. And um, that that's exciting uh, for, for the health and safety of everybody. Playing with no fans. From a coaching perspective, have you thought about how that might affect you and how that might change your style do you see yourself motivating players in a different way it's definitely one of the nuances that we're going to be dealing with there's no fans uh when we return to hockey and um you know that's going to make for a different different uh environment different atmosphere for sure um you know it's definitely going to be different for for our team you know the fans are phenomenal you know we go into many road cities and we have more fans than the opposition does so, I mean, we, we just have such a great following and everyone loves Caps hockey and, and what we've been able to accomplish, you know, obviously winning five straight Metro uh, titles is something that's unheard of in, in sports and obviously a Stanley Cup two years ago. So it's been it's been a fun ride to be a part of. And it's just too bad we can't share it with our fans because it is such a competitive advantage for us. That being said, it's an even playing field for everybody and it'll be something that uh, the players have to get used to. I think it'll be a little bit easier to 
to communicate on the ice. I mean, they do a pretty good job of it. And, and, you know, and, 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 uh, um, your dad as well about actually during play, you don't pay a ton of attention to the, to the fans, what's going on on when you're in going, you know, playing actually hockey at the time, it's more, you know, after goals, goals given up penalties after maybe a, the odd fight. Um, then, you know, you see some emotional changes and it can, it can definitely create momentum within the game. So it's going to be important for me as a coach to make sure that we're um, continuing to get that momentum bump when we need it. And when we need a response that it's, it's pointed out by myself and yeah, it's something that I've always kind of uh, hung my hat on is, is making sure pointing out those small areas of the game that uh, um, are really important to point out to our guys. They know the importance of detail and, and certain, uh, like I said, small plays that happen within a game that actually really define whether you have success or you don't. And instead of me ending the game with no voice, being very first, <laughs> at least now I can just have a normal conversation with the guys. So uh, this is no, true. it's, it's going to be interesting. And I, I know the NHL is looking to be creative and do some different things. And it'll probably be a little bit of a, uh, those first that couple exhibition games will be interesting to see how it all plays out. But, uh, you know, what it really comes back to is that you know, your team, you worked all year to create a special bond with our team. And, um, you know, it wasn't easy. We went, we had a phenomenal start, best team in the league through middle of December. We take a little bit of a dip and, and go through some struggles as a team and, and really started to, you know, kind of, I think, start to come together as a group as we were getting close to the last 12, 13 games here. And, you know, I, I think our, our group is strong. They're a veteran group and they're, they're ready to deal with adversity now. And, uh, I think that's one of the positives I can take from this season is, you know, just being able to deal with some uncertainty and and not uh, um, have it uh, be, you know, as easy as it has for us the last few years, sometimes during the regular season. So I think our our team is battle tested and, and ready to go. And I just can't wait for that. Uh, that first game action to take place. A lot of things in the media about, oh, there should be an asterisk on this Stanley Cup. The Stanley Cup's the Stanley Cup. You still have to go through the gauntlet of winning 16 games. Yeah, I think how they, you know, they they spent a lot of time drawing up this format and the players have agreed to it as well. And, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, it still keeps the, the integrity of it. And, you know, the fact of having to win those 16 games, that hasn't gone away. And then right. the fact that, you know, we are able to get, in our case, five games of, of uh, you know, preseason type of uh, before you go to an elimination round. But that being said, I, I think it's it's going to be different. And, you know, who knows, like I said, even during the, you know, I'm prepared for anything and where they may not be able to do seven game series, maybe you have to go to something else. And then if that's the case, then maybe it's worth a conversation of, of whether it, it, it deserves an asterisk. But for me at this point, it doesn't. Um, all I can tell you is I've been fortunate enough to have that uh, silver thing uh, above my head for uh, two different times as a, as a coach and looking forward to trying to attempt to do that a third time here and, and the most unique situation ever. And, uh, you know, in some, in some respects, it may be the hardest one ever to win. So right. uh, I'll get back to you after it happens, <laughs> if it does, um, and, and share some of those challenges that our team and staff have gone through. And, you know, I just, uh, like I said, I uh, just want to have that opportunity and to get back on the ice and, and have a, something that can help inspire, uh, um, you know, the United States and other countries uh, to, to get back uh, up and running to, in a safe safe spot uh, like we used to be prior to this uh, epidemic. Well, I know that when I say this, I'm speaking not only from the Lachlan household, but all of Caps fans out there. I know that 
everybody cannot obviously wait to have you back on the ice, and we really look forward to it. Thank you so much, Washington Capitals head coach Todd Reardon, for joining me. So great to have you. Yeah, Courtney, thanks a lot for having me on, and everyone stay safe.